0: Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N 29.com Be
1: it superstition Or just an apparition You suddenly appear Inside my heart Does this strange romance stand Welcome to From the Bleachers. I am your host, as always, Seamus Clancy, coming to you from the wonderful Beauty Green Nation Radio podcast. Now, now I'm recording this late Tuesday afternoon, probably listening to this on Wednesday. This weekend, after the first week of the NFL season, who is in first place in the NFC East? Your Philadelphia Eagles. Dallas Cowboys, 0-1. New York Giants, Owen oh, one Washington football team or whatever they're going to be named next year. 0-1 oh, I can't be more happy right now. I'm doing a little feature on my Twitter, the BGN Instagram app, Green Insta, and on our YouTube channel. I'm recording this on YouTube. Check it out on there, doing tons of great video content out there. You can see Rachel's interview with Jalen Hurts, all these different things out there. But I'm doing like the NFC Beast Monday where I just crap all over the other NFC's teams and discuss what the Eagles are going on and see what the divisional race is looking like. Now, after this past weekend, Dallas offense looked really good on Thursday night, the opening game against Tampa Bay. Got him credit. Tampa Bay was an awesome defense last year. Daff looks he's back. Injury situation, still a little nervous if he can hang for the entire season. But just based off that one game, CeeDee Lamb's unbelievable. Uh, they're going to be pretty good this year offensively at the very least if Mike McCarthy doesn't get in the way and that defense is a tire fire sometimes. I don't really see anything there. I think this Eagles offense could take a lot of advantage of that secondary down there in Dallas. So I'm amped. We do have the Bleeding Green Nation watch party for the Eagles week three Monday night football game against the Cowboys down in Dallas. We're doing at Pistolas del Sur, a broad and pass in the wonderful South Philadelphia So if you're free, go down there and check it out. I'll be down there. we have a bunch of BGN people down there having a blast. Had a watch party there two years ago uh, during the 2019 season when the Eagles went down to Washington. They get that victory. Carson Wentz leaves that final drive. Greg Ward has that awesome touchdown. Had a blast doing that. We love the people there. We love the environment. Come down there if you're free Monday night. I know Monday's a little different, but I thought early season energy going with Dallas on Monday Night Football. If you're free, come through, have some drinks, have some Marks. Some tacos, have a good time. You can find more info on that on the Bleeding Nation website. So I'm um, for Dallas, but I can't get into, I can't get too excited because the Eagles do have the 49ers this week. And they put up 41 on Detroit. I think they're a lot more healthy than last year, but you did see Raheem Mostert went down with a season-ending injury. So we'll see how that checks out. But their defense is much improved after all the injuries last year. I think Joey Bosa is right there with Dak Prescott as, or I should say Nick Bosa for a defensive or Comeback player of the year candidate, um, maybe even defensive player of the year candidate because the Bosa brothers, either of them, both of them, whatever, are both incredible. But last week, before we had the week one game, I don't think we were able to fully talk about it in the Eagles circles, whether it's on podcast and video because of how soon it happened before the Eagles season opener was that Jordan mulata got a gigantic contract extension four years, $64 million worth up to $80 million with $40 million guaranteed. People are like, oh, he only started X amount of games in just one season, barely played football for four years, before the last four years, before the Eagles drafted him. You know, four years ago, never played football. Three years ago was a rugby player that the defending Super Bowl champions drafted. That season played his first ever NFL action in a preseason game. And just last year, for the first time ever in his life, played a real actual NFL game, football game, American football game, ever. That counts. And he was very, very good. And just based off Sunday – Obviously, that Atlanta team – let's talk about that because people are like, oh, well, it's only Atlanta because the Eagles, they go down there and win 32 seconds. Oh, that Atlanta team stinks. Every ESPN person picked the Eagles to lose. They were underdogs on the road. You can't just say it was a crappy Atlanta team because people going in that game thought this was a crappy Eagles team, and they are absolutely wrong. They're going to win a division. They're going to win a division. Believe it. Get ready for it. It's because partly because they're in this division that stinks. Listen to NFC, watch NFC Beast Monday. You don't know that for sure. But part of it is because of this team, the people on the roster. It's not just the division anymore. I am so confident in these guys. It's easy to say energy is good when things are going well. Charles Barkley once said that winning is the ultimate deodorant. We saw this offseason. It seemed like things just were gelling for this team. Nick Sirianni has this juice in this emotional... Attachment that it's easy to want to believe in this guy, I want to support him. He has that Ted Lasso vibe. Jalen Hurts, everyone on the team gravitates towards him, a born leader. And then you add guys like Devonte Smith, in your Heisman Trophy winner, a winner in all in all phases of the word, in all sense in every sense of the word. Devonte Smith, national champion at Alabama, and there's just this juice with this team. I love saying that juice. There is juice on this Eagles roster, on every part of it. Jalen Hurts has it, this wide receiver group. Jalen Riker, him scoring that touchdown in the fourth quarter was huge for his confidence going forward. Obviously had a really up-and-down rookie year. Was Hurt part of it, didn't play every game, was hurt, and when he was on the field, did struggle some. And it seemed like he kind of struggled to adjust into the city, and the fan culture that's here uh, deactivated and reactivated a bunch of his social media channels on Instagram and Twitter a bunch of times. Obviously, he's a young guy, but it seemed like that adjustment to the Philadelphia culture and how crazy and sometimes, unfortunately, too you know, mean, <laughs> frankly, that it's, the fans can be to players. I'm not someone who goes on there. Yeah, I mean, I make fun of players on here and crap on them and all those things, but I'm never someone who's going to be like, hey, at Jalen Reger, you effing suck because of this play against the Saints last season. No, that just, that's just not the way to behave yourself or conduct yourself. But him scoring that touchdown late, it was a beautifully designed play by Nick Sirion, who's – I know he had all offseason to craft his script for this game, but the play designs were gorgeous. It was everything that was missing for this Eagles offense. It was quick. It was creative. There was perfect execution all around. There were some misfires, but it looked really, really good. And I think Riker doing that, again, a guy who struggled, had this negative energy to him last season. I think that's huge for him going forward. And that would a touchdown for in his first game of this season. I think that's really something for him to build off of. Because early in the game, they they went to Quez Watkins a lot on that first drive, the first drive that ended in a perfectly thrown ball by Jalen or Jalen Hurts to Devontae Smith in the end zone. His first career NFL catch that went for a touchdown. So I think I thought potentially that Quez is going to get more action out there. Then Jalen Reger I didn't even see Reger on the field a lot to begin the game. You saw Ortega Whiteside out there a lot. Did an ex- exceptional job blocking. I actually saw on PFF, J.J. Ortega Whiteside, regardless of position, was the number one rated run blocker in the NFL in week one. And Devontae Smith, I think, was actually four. I guess that's how well they did on those little quick plays. to Quez Watkins and you know Kenny Gangwell and Miles Sanders both had some really nice runs on Sunday too. This offense just feels cohesive wide receivers, the running backs, Kenny Gainwell. I loved how they managed the running back for Always a Boston Scott guy, but he didn't get any run on Sunday. Miles Sanders, the go-to back, you know, slashing through defenses. But because of the issues Miles Sanders has had last season and this summer, dropping passes, can't really have that out there. So I liked in the two-minute drill, Kenny Gainwell went out there and got – most of the, got was the quarter, was the running back for the entirety of the two-minute drill. I think that was perfect because of how good he is as a pass catcher. Was great at that at Memphis, and he has a lot of speed to him too. And you saw on that drive, he actually scored a touchdown on the play before Jalen Hurts had that wonderful touchdown pass to Dallas Goddard. The, the game wall play got called back, and you saw later on the game did get a touchdown. But I think utilizing game wall there. And those obvious passing situations when you're trying to move the ball down the field quickly is great. And that's not a disservice to my what, what quality running back that Miles Sanders is. Because I think the great part about that is it keeps him fresher late in the game. Because we saw in the fourth quarter as the Eagles are running some clock, Miles had some great runs out there. And if he's fresher during the fourth quarter, that means he's going to be fresher late in the season. In the fourth quarter of the season itself, not just the fourth quarter of your respective games. So I'm excited about that. The offensive line. And we're gonna talk about him, Jordan Melata, going out there destroying guys, mauling guys. Jason Kelsey moving like he's 26 years old. Steel, he could play for another five years. He won't, but he should be in the Hall of Fame. Brandon Brooks was back, looking good. Lane Johnson, little iffy game for Lane, I think, but we'll see how that goes. I same Ohio, pretty good game. We'll see. I could see Landon Dickerson when he's healthy taking like strap, but we'll see. A uh, little bit of an up-and-down performance from Lane Johnson. That's all relative because we expect uh, top-tier excellence from Lane. At times, has been the best right tackle in football. Uh, just relative, though, as I'm saying, because it was just a tour de force from everyone on that offense, and I couldn't be more happy. And I think it starts with Jalen Hurts and Nick Sirianni. All offseason, we've heard of Jalen Hurts can't make X, Y, Z throw. And what I thought Hurts excelled most at And I think that was agreed with by a lot of people out there. Last we saw last season, we saw the summer was him airing the ball out deep on those deep throws. And we really didn't see that on Sunday. I don't think that was necessarily Nick Sirianni's decision. I think there were some plays where Jalen did have guys downfield, but I'm not concerned about that. I wrote about this in my mailbag this week for BGN. I do a weekly mailbag on there. I'm actually going to do two per week during this Eagle season because I'm just so amped. But I think seeing him excel uh, things as a passer that we were worried about going into the season, those intermediate throws, those throws on third down, throws on the on, onto the outside of the field. That's what I was worried about with him as a passer. I wasn't worried about his balls going down the field. He can sling it. He throws a nice deep ball. And when those shots are available, whether it's this week, whether it's down in Dallas, he's going to be able to execute those. But when you're seeing him going through his progressions, making reads and... Putting the ball where it needs to be in the intermediate and short game and in the middle of the field can't be anything more than encouraged in this Jalen Hurd performance. And the same things can go. Same thing can be said of Nick Sirianni. And it just had a great energy through the game. I was so happy. It was the first time I really was so, so excited about the future of this Eagles franchise, released in 2017. Obviously, I had a bunch of fun time since then. End of the season run in 2018, that week 16 game against. Houston is that one game that's in the back of my mind, saying, "Man, that was such a fun game." That's why I still thought the Eagles were a Super Bowl, true, 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 Super Bowl contender. And that that feeling, that vibe, that juice has just been so, so, so sorely missed. And 2019 had its fun, that late season rush to playoffs. Yeah, and in, in retrospect, feels a little fool's gold, right? Because you know Carson Wentz ended up not being the guy here for the long term. They played some crappy teams. It is what it is. But it was a fun end to the season. We had a lot of fun as fans. In 2020, by the time Jalen Hurts was in there playing against the Saints, the same game was a blast seeing Hurts go out there, do his thing, run the ball, go all over the place. At the same time, they were kind of out of it. Yes, still technically all the way till week 16, the Eagles were in the race for the division title for the NFC East crown. But it was just a different energy because of how poorly, poorly, poorly they played in all facets of the game the first you know, 10, 11, 12, 13 weeks of the season, whatever it was before that Saints game. And I think Nick Sirianni's influence is so clear here. That guy, he seems like a bro, right? He seems like a guy who got pigeonholed as a jock his whole life. And obviously he was. He played college ball. And you know he loves ball. He'll tell you how much he loves ball, but he knows ball too. And I think there's an intelligence there that goes beyond just the emotional intelligence we've talked about in the past with Doug Peters and Nick Sirianni. I think they both have those those vibes, those capabilities, those assets and traits in them. But I think Nick is a really, really smart player caller. He loves ball, but just as much, he knows ball. And again, it's just one game. We saw, you know, the beginning of the Doug Peterson era. I thought Carson Wentz was going to the Hall of Fame after Week One in 2016. We thought Chip Kelly was revolutionizing NFL in ways we hadn't seen since the invention of the forward pass in Week One in 2013 down in Washington. Um, Michael Vick, LeSean McCoy, Deshaun Jackson, everyone went wild in that game. You know, running crazy in the first half looking unbelievable. So it is just one game, but yes, one game, but that's all we have to evaluate Nick Sirianni on. That's all we have to evaluate Jalen Hurts on in this specific offense. And I'm happy, man. I'm so happy to see this. There's just a, and we talk about this all the time. I say it all the time. When the Eagles are good, there's just a different mood. I felt tremendous the last two days doing my stuff, hitting the gym, running errands through the city, walking around, I'm having my, my head's up high. I'm happy. I'm listening to my Eagles podcast. Most of all, please GN radio, of course, be sure to subscribe on your podcast platform of choice, but I'm just happy. There's a smile on my face all the time. And I know I'm not alone in saying that Eagles affect my mood. If They're not doing well. I'm a little bit lower. I'm not going to say I'm completely depressed. Um, you know, there are times in my life where I feel like the Eagles affected my mood, uh, too strongly to the point where my fandom was sort of a detriment to my my life quality, but I don't think I'm right there now.
0: Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity, but giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, hits the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com.
1: And the Eagles are doing well right now. Tough game against the 49ers, but... You know going one and one in the beginning of the season. Even if things don't go well on Sunday, I'd be happy with that. But they're able to surprise San Francisco. They're able to surprise the NFL home underdogs. A roll of the Eagles no, oh so well, pulling off a win here. Going down to Dallas Monday Night Football two and oh. potentially Dallas can be O and two. Obviously, it's always a force. They can be O and two. But it was against Tampa Bay in Week One O and one. They're going on the road to LA against the Chargers. This Charger team is really good. I think J- Justin Herbert is next. He's the next elite Tier 1 quarterback in this league, and I could see him carving up that Dallas defense. So it's a situation. Now I'm getting a little bit ahead of myself, but you know we're home underdogs. Let's bring that energy. It's the first time fans are going to be there in full capacity since that Saints playoff game in the beginning of 2020, the 2019 playoffs. First time we're seeing Jalen Hurts as the true starting quarterback with a full fan base there. Nick Ciani's first home game. There's going to be an energy in that stadium when they play. For those about to rock, people are going to be rocking. And whoever's at that stadium, bring it. Scream. Every third down, smack in your chair and getting ready, getting in their head. Or Jimmy Garoppolo, Trey Lance, whoever's out there at quarterback for San Francisco. Got to bring it. Got to bring it. And bringing that energy. We're talking about energy all the time. That the, This Eagles team, whether it's the defensive line, Javon Hargrave, Playing like, you know, Fletcher Cox in a way, uh, dominated yesterday or dominated on Monday, on Sunday. And I think he's in a great position. He, he didn't do well last season to start the, the first six, seven weeks of the season. I know he was hurt in the offseason, didn't really get a full summer underneath of them and was really, really out of shape in the slow start of the season. Came on late, but it was, again, too little too late because of how terrible the Eagles were. With a full offseason under him, he's healthy now. He's playing next to Fletcher Cox. He's got Derek Barnett and Josh Joshua on one side, Brandon Graham on the other side. He's seen a lot of you know one-on-one matchups, and he's taken advantage. Again, it's one game. It's one game. He took advantage of them, and I think he did it all summer, too, whether it was in joint practices with the guys, some of the Eagles, very good offensive linemen. He could be a force this year, and maybe Fletcher Cox isn't getting the numbers he's accustomed to getting in the past, and that's resulting in more huge plays for Javon Hargrave. But they're a cohesive unit. You see them do that celebration where they all go up and kick in the air at the same time. You know, that's me – and my boys celebrating after an Eagles one, I feel like. That that vibe was just so missed, and this is unlike anything we experienced during the 2020 season. Could you see that team acting like that? Did you see the celebrations in the locker room afterwards on Jalen Rager's Instagram Live, Devontae Smith, the Slim Reaper himself scoring a touchdown on his first NFL catch where he scored a touchdown to win the national championship just a couple years ago? Did you see him dancing? Did you see how excited that team was? The way they rallied around their quarterback, their new head coach, acting like a family acting together. In a way we haven't seen since the 2017 season. Oh, Amen. You could tell. I'm talking slowly, calmly, and then I start screaming. It's like a pixie song essentially. But the vibes are so good right now. Again, they could lose. It's easy to say the vibes are good when the team's performing well. I think even if there's a loss this weekend, um, you have to be encouraged by week one. And you can see what this team is capable of. The defense was great. They did pretty poorly on those first two drives, right? Surrendered field goals. They bend, but don't break, right? That's the classic Eagles phrase. Ben but don't break defense. They love field goals. They didn't really look on, on those drives there. But Jonathan Gannon, second half, shut them down. Jonathan Gannon. People have been gassing him up all summer, whether it's – uh other media members, people in Philadelphia, whatever, you know, people are saying, you know, in a year or two, he could be a head coach somewhere else. And that's obviously you need to pump the brakes on that. It's just one game as a defensive coordinator uh, at the NFL level for him. But I'm really excited what he's going to bring defensively this year. I think there are some liabilities still at linebacker and at safety while Rodney McLeod is out. Really need Rodney back soon. But we're going to see. But I think that defensive line and I think Slay played really well on sunday i was really critical of him last year i think he really underwhelmed i didn't like the slate trade to begin with last offseason but i think that was his best game as an eagle and i think having steven Nelson out there being competent helps and again they don't have the same secondary they might have in 2017 when malcolm jenkins back there leading the troops with this defensive line anything is possible for this defense anything is possible so i'm amped about that i'm amped in general right Wearing my Finks Hogies t-shirt. Shout out to Finks. What do I think for Sunday? I think the Eagles win. I think the Eagles won every game, right? But that San Francisco team, they were by 28 in the third quarter, I believe. And then it was 41-33, a fantastic score. Am I right there? 41-33. And Detroit's driving down the field. They almost tied on the last possession of the game. They needed a touchdown and a two-point conversion. But I think not finishing strong there isn't great. I know that team was so, so unhealthy last season with injuries. They just were mounting and mounting. And we've seen, like I said, a start injury already. So it's going to be a good battle. I think Kyle Shanahan, one of the brightest coaches in the league. I'm not ready to say, like, the best. Um, but Nick Sirianni, who knows? Nick Sirianni could be the next Kyle Shanahan. In a year or two, they could be talking about Nick Sirianni. The way people talk about Kyle Shanahan now as this young first-time head coach who has these really creative playbooks and scheming up great things, putting players in a position to do things they do well rather than asking them to do things they don't do well just because it fits a certain football offensive philosophy or scheme or playbook or blueprint. Nick Sirianni put them in a position to succeed. And at the tail end of the Doug Peterson era, whether it's Jim Schwartz's defense, Doug's offense, whatever, they really weren't putting guys in the best position. They weren't maximizing these guys' talents and traits and skill sets. And again, it's just one game. But early on, it seems like Nick Sirianni has the self-awareness, has the clarity to know to do that. And again, one game. But I think the players respect that, and they responded in the best way possible with a huge, huge win. It was the first time they scored 32 points in a game since 2019 how wild 2019 it's a different world to go that's the largest margin of victory in a regular season game since november 2017 think about where you were in your life in november 2017 i didn't even have a college degree then and look at us now look at me now look at us now paul paul me it's been a while but i'm excited to have at least seeming a competent at minimum a competent Eagles offense out there. Defense looks good. Defense line's going to eat people up. They're something fierce. And I believe in my quarterback. I believe in QB1. I've been a fan of him all offseason. Been gassing him up, hyping him up. And he performed even better than I expected him to do in week one, tossing three touchdowns. Jalen Hurts, check the MVP odds on your sports book of choice. Jalen Hurts is creeping up there. Jalen Hurts is creeping up not get overexcited but i'm one for hyperbole the whole point of this podcast is for me to get excited. so we'll see how the season goes but right now i'm juiced on mams i'm ready to go bring me to sunday already to close up real quick a quick plug i will actually be doing two episodes from the bleachers this week We're recording another one thursday ideally coming out friday i have a special guest and i'm not exaggerating when i say it's a special guest someone i would think all eagles fans have a deep affinity for again can't say who it is but it's going to be a good one can't say who it is yet but you'll see and when you see that name pop up in your podcast feed you're going to want to hit play immediately so subscribe leave a five-star review on your podcast platform of choice subscribe to the bgn youtube channel you'll find in the description in the description of the podcast You'll see the link to the podcast channel. So, again, subscribe there. Check me out on Twitter and Instagram, at Seamus underscore Clancy. Big one on Sunday. Let's get another one this Sunday and then go down to Dallas, kick their butts, and get rolling and take this NFC East. I I wanted to say something, but I can't say. You think I knew it? Take them by the... Go, Birds. Keep leaving. I am haunted by
0: G N